welcome to tonight's episode of Prospects After Dark. It is Tuesday, October 9th. Uh, this is the first Prospects After Dark of October. Uh, welcome aboard. As you know, I am your host. I am Kyle Reese. I do this magic for birds on the black. Uh, I also do it for my mama. Uh, as you'll know, uh, oh, oh, real Paul DeYoung is early. Uh, the fish, what's up, fish? How are you, brother? By the way, those bombs away prizes were incredible. Graham, Graham's ready to talk about Nick Plummer and Taylor Ward and probably some other people that don't matter. Uh, I'm on time. Wow. Hey, Blues Records, Matt, it's been a pleasure conversing back and forth with you. Come on over, touch my beard, let's make it happen. First things first, you'll notice I'm wearing this beautiful, beautiful birds on the black beanie. Uh, you can get them in black at the team store there at Birds on the Black. Uh, it's not quite cold enough yet for it, but I'm going to try to wear it as long as I can because I'm ready for winter time and I'm ready to rock the hat. Uh, somebody said puke from CM Rabbit. What's up? Yeah, throw up on me, boy. Uh, hello, Tara. How are you? We'll try to keep it uh, respectful because you're the only person in here probably worth being respectful towards. Uh, yo, I'm actually here on time. I've peaked. Yeah, yeah, that's what we call uh, uh, climaxing. The Dodgers drafted Walker Bueller instead of Taylor Ward. I like what you did there, Graham. Uh, I'm going to give the beard a deep rub. Yeah, anybody who wants to come over. I live at 5079 Waterman Apartment 309. Feel free to come on over and rub my beard. Hello, Sam Smitty. How are you? All right, so... We do have some business to get to right away. Uh, our good friend, Wesley Wells, who chipped in big time when we did the fundraiser uh, for the Piscotti Foundation, uh, Wesley got engaged over the weekend. So to Wesley Wells and his, uh, his significant other, we raised our glass, we started off. Uh, to you. Mm. Mr. Rabbit says he's on the devil's cut. Uh, how's the White Walker? So for those of you who don't know, this is what we are drinking tonight. This is my spare bottle. Uh, the actual bottle that we're drinking is in the freezer. It is the Johnny Walker White Walker. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. There isn't a whole lot of bite to it. It's super sweet, actually. Uh, and I definitely recommend drinking it frozen. Uh, it came right out of the freezer. That's the way to do it. <sighs> Kyle, love the beanie. Hey, Ruby, what's up? Yeah, this is my own little special birds on the black beanie. It's the only red one. Uh, but you can get a black one, and they're pretty incredible. So, again... Uh, Oh, hey, what's up, Nick Malone? How are you? Uh, Game of Thrones, best show ever, don't at me. I can't imagine myself arguing with you. Uh, I'm That's my favorite show of all time. I'm a big comic book nerd and all that stuff, but for me, it's, it's Game of Thrones, hands down. Oh, Dan Urker. So it's funny, buddy. Uh, I love you. And I just want to say that my buddy Dan Urker, who I haven't seen or talked to in quite some time, Dan got married a little while ago, maybe even a year ago now at this point. Who can keep track of this stuff? Uh, but yeah, so uh, hello. But So before we get into our hot television takes... Uh, where we talk about how great The Office is and how great Community is and Game of Thrones and all that stuff. Let's try to focus on baseball for a little bit. Let's see if we can go somewhere. Have you tried the Conor McGregor? Uh, I have not tried the whiskey yet. The best baseball movie of all time? Uh, Major League. Easy enough for me. Uh, you can get a black one. They're incredible. Yeah. We, at Birds on the Black, we offer black beanies. Uh, we, we encourage you to get a black beanie just like you like your penises. So glad to finally be back with the Pad family. Hey, from Chi-Town Cardinal. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, Breaking Bad would like to have a word. I think Better Call Saul is incredible. I don't know. The Cardinals baseball show I've been watching is pretty good, but it tends to finish weak. <laughs> uh, when do the Cardinals play in the NLCS? I'll say two years from now. I'll say two years from now they make it back to the NLCS. And everybody's going to say, oh, but they're losing so many free agents after next year. We'll see what happens. Uh, bench warmers, hands down. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, what's up, Kyle from Blake Record? Hello, Blake. How are you? Uh, Nick Malone. So I imagine we're going to be talking a lot, Mr. Malone, about Harper and Machado. 
Uh, we'll try to keep those hot takes to a minimum. Ooh, somebody says Yankees or Sox. Well, the last I checked, it looked like the Red Sox were about ready to potentially start putting a bit of an ass whooping on the Yankees. I don't have the game on, uh, but you guys are going to have to keep me updated. Uh, Black Beanie, great song by Rick. Isn't that Black Betty? Oh, Black Beanie. Dan, dan, dan. Talk about Eduardo Escobar. So we've spent a lot of time talking about Eduardo Escobar in our, in our little thing. Uh, would you be interested in Adam Eaton from Forever Cards? Forever Cards, let me... Uh, Eduardo Escobar, right? So he had 23 home runs this year. He offers a little versatility. I personally don't view him as anything more than like a plan C. Uh, 30 years old, entering next year. You know, I, he's just... He's a great... He's a very, very good player. And on a different team, maybe, with better players, he's the kind of guy that, yeah, you're definitely pushing for. But the Cardinals need something a little bit more transformative. I've seen people suggest he gets three years, $11 million. He's going to get more than that. You're probably talking $4.56 uh, as a 29-year-old entering free agency for his age 30 year. Um, I, I just... I don't think he's going to come as cheap. And I don't think he's so much better than what you already have. So... Those are my thoughts on Eduardo Escobar, and I know somebody just said Jed Lowry a second ago, and yeah, that's that's where I'm at. You know, I think Jed Lowry would probably be cheaper and offer you a little bit more position versatility, but even then, uh, I have Trivia Tops. How are you? Oh, to Trivia Tops, who is also a Game of Thrones fan, uh, we're drinking the White Walker, buddy. Uh, we're drinking the White Walker. This is for you. Anyways, I'm all on board for those guys if you get something that's a little bit stronger, say Josh Donaldson and that, but... I don't know. I'm just. I'm not on board for that now. His numbers look pretty significant. Dip in Arizona. That's something worth keeping an eye on. That's a great point, Wildcats. Do you see Machado or Harper taking a pay cut to join the Yankees? No, no. I. Uh, so here's my thought about the pay cut for the Yankees or pay cut or. Major League Baseball contracts are different now because of opt-outs. I, I would imagine that these players they might get weird opt-outs uh, and staggered cash before those opt-outs. But I don't think any of these players, Machado or Harper in particular, are going to take less money to play anywhere anymore. And also, the Yankees are in a position where they don't need to offer less money. They're fine. Uh, will David Price opt out? Forever Cards. Interesting question. I don't think David Price opts out. Uh, somebody else said, like, doesn't Elvis Andrus have a club op or a, t a player option, not a club option? I heard somebody say that he might opt out. Uh, if, he, if it's a player option, I don't understand why he would. I don't think Clayton Kershaw opts out either, uh, but but we'll see. Hey, Octavius Rex, what's up? Uh, take your egg warmer. Yeah. Oh, hey, Matt knows what's up. Sorry, i got to take that thing off. It's way too hot for that. Uh, next next week, hopefully, we'll have 50-degree weather and we can wear that thing. Uh, Chase and Shree for the 2018 NL Cy Young. I would imagine he wins NL and AL. Uh, yeah, Elvis Andrus will not opt out. And to the point that someone else was making earlier, like, I think, I personally believe that there's no way, and I was tagged in this earlier with Moe's algorithms, uh, I don't see there any way that uh, Andrew Elton Simmons gets traded. That doesn't make any sense. Why would the Angels trade that? It, it just it does not make any sense at all. And I think that that's kind of where we're on the precipice with guys like Rendon. The one guy who like has one year left that I could see being moved is Paul Goldschmidt. He's like the only one that makes sense, and even then... It, the Diamondbacks have been aggressive about signing free agents, about trading for people. I just, I, I it just doesn't seem right. I, this is going to be a weird off season. Uh, coming off of last off season, when free agent contracts were weird and people weren't signing, and it took forever, and trades were kind of weird too, uh, and team, you know, with so many teams tanking and those teams not being better next year, and maybe the Braves getting a little aggressive but not super aggressive. I just don't think that we're going to have 
a potential to have like buyers or sellers. I mean, I think we're gonna we're I think we're in shape for a really weird off season where a lot of these teams that might otherwise be selling don't necessarily sell. Uh, what card? Oh, from B Bama fan 08. What cards prospect will pay will play on opening day? So my thing is, um, who might be on the 25 man that? Wasn't on the 25-man come September 1st. I think Giovanni Gallegos, who was on the 40-man in September, I think he has a chance. Uh, will he play opening day? You never know with a relief pitcher. Uh, other than that, I don't think that there's much leeway for guys who might play. You know, I, Ryan Helsley makes the most sense if he's healthy. Uh, but we'll see. So, uh, Revy Grill asks about uh, uh, Rendon from the Nationals. And that's where I'm at. Like, I, I've seen somebody suggest Adam Eaton. I've seen somebody suggest Anthony Rendon. You know, that's a really good nucleus of players that the Nationals have. And yeah, sure, they could blow it up and get really good really fast. But do they really need to blow it up? Their pitching staff is compromised. They need to get stronger with the pitching staff uh, all the way around. But I'm just not convinced that the Nationals are going to sell. Uh, something we're going to have to wait and see. Um, whoever said, yo, yo, what's up? Uh, let's see, Kyle, what's up? Oh, Team of Rivals pod. Uh, Blanton's, oh, man, you're going. The Team of Rivals podcast, who we love, uh, they're they're drinking Blanton's tonight, and that's that's a pretty high quality bourbon. Good for you. I'm drinking the uh, White Walker, the Johnny Walker White Walker for uh, uh, that uh, that Game of Thrones. Kyle, what was your initial reaction to the Bregman Astros primetime TV thing? As you all know, I'm a big fan of Alex Bregman, so I didn't really have any bad thoughts. Uh, the only reaction that I've had, I thought it was funny, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, somebody wrote an article about Alex Bregman being the heel that Major League Baseball needs, and for those of you who don't know, in the world of wrestling, the heel is like the antagonist. He's the guy who the crowd boos. Baseball is the only sport, the only major professional sport, where if you say what he said, you become a heel. I think the issue is with Major League Baseball. I don't think it's with what Bregman said or, or Bregman's stance. I think we should all adopt that. I think I think if Major League Baseball thinks that they're in a position where their only way that they're going to get ratings is from the Yankees and a Red Sox game, uh, and ignoring the fact that the Astros have the strongest nucleus of young talent and maybe some of the most exciting players in baseball and not showcase that, that's on Major League Baseball. And I applaud a player for bringing that to action. Uh, do you believe super teams will be a thing in the MLB soon? I do not. Kyle, like, uh, I cannot be on for long, but I just want to say hello. And that you rock. Uh, STL Cup of Joe, I love you, buddy. I hope everything's going well with your wife and the pregnancy and everything. I'm looking forward to your piece on The Athletic about Brebbia. I can't wait to get to it. Uh, I'm like you, man. I hope that he's given the opportunity to display his talents in 2019. Uh, and I, I'm more interested to hear or to hear your perspective. You think Nato could be moved uh, at the deadline if Colorado is out of it? So that's that's where I'm at. Is I just don't see so many teams selling this off season. I, I see a lot of teams, you know, wading into the free agent waters, maybe adding a couple pieces and then adjusting at the trade deadline. I think we could have a super active, super aggressive June first uh, to August 1st. And I think that could be more interesting. I'm just not sure that it's going to happen in the off season, but all it takes is one team. All it takes is the national to go a little crazy and anything could happen. And that's what I'm, I'm rooting for. I'm team chaos. I am forever team chaos. Let's talk Cody Allen uh, or Andrew Miller either interest you. Andrew Miller. So Andrew Miller, uh, most of the people who watch him in Cleveland say that he looks like he's suffering from some type of arm fatigue. I haven't seen it. It's probably not fair for me to comment on that. I know that his stats don't look like they used to. Uh, they're still impressive, but they don't look like they used to. At some point, he was complaining about an achy knee. That concerns me. Uh, I think for the price that Andrew Miller is going to cost, you stay away from it. 
My own personal feeling. Cody Allen would be interesting. I don't know what he's going to cost. I'm all about it. Uh, the one thing that we all need to spend a little bit of time doing is doing a little deep diving into the left-handed relief core. I know a lot of people think that Brett Cecil is going to be gone next year. And I think he'll be gone next year. I just don't think it'll happen at the beginning of the year. Uh, Vasquez had a home run tonight that could not have gone more than a 340 on the short porch. Holy shit, sup? Uh, let's see. Team Chaos Forever. That's right. Sexbot. Jake Diekman, or Dykeman, uh, who Graham loves. Who's your bet that the Cardinals get for the pen from Langston Lil? Uh, Statcast has a homer at 330. Oh, that's incredible. We're bringing back Joe Kelly. Th three years, $15 million is way too much for Joe Kelly. He's a fine pitcher, but I think we'd get just as frustrated with him as maybe we were as him as a starter. He's, he's good, but 315, I don't think that does much for the team. Who do I think that they're going to bring on? Again, I'm one of these guys who believes that their best options are their internal options. Uh, you know, I, they, I think that they're going to bring in a lefty. I would hope so because Shreve, Webb, and Cecil aren't going to cut it. They, could, they do themselves well to have a little backup. And you guys know where I stand on Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber, if you can put him in the rotation, he's in the rotation. Um, I would look left-handed, and then I would look for one of those, you know, starting pitchers who's no longer a starting pitcher that will be a reliever. I would look for an addition like that. But, you know... Even if a uh, trade for Tony Watson, I would like that. I'm, I'm big on Tony Watson. He showed balls against the Dodgers in that last weekend series. Uh, but th like that's where I'm at. That's what I think is the most likely thing to happen. Maybe one or two of those type guys bring them in. Uh, I don't. They know that they need a left-handed upgrade. I think that they pursue a left-handed upgrade in the bullpen. But I just I don't think that they're going to go balls to the walls like maybe we all hope so. Uh, Taylor Rogers, Tony Watson, and Will Smith. Uh, I don't know Will Smith's health. What is Will Smith's health? Uh, does Tyson Ross return in 2019? That is something that I do not believe happens. It was something that I would very, I would like to happen a great deal. But Tyson Ross pitched so well in that little tweener role. I think he's going to go somewhere where he's going to make more money than the Cardinals are willing to pay and have a chance to start. And he seems interested in wanting to start. And I just don't think that's going to happen with the Cardinals. Uh, let's see. Do, uh, do Cardinals have enough in the bullpen in the minors that we don't need outside help from Todd Thiessen? Hey, Todd, how are you, my friend? Uh, hold on. Well, so... Remember the minor league guys in the bull, the minor league bullpen guys, they have a huge margin of error. Like, or rather, their margin of error is small, with a likelihood for error. Again, Seth Elledge, Giovanni Gallegos, like the Cardinals traded for those guys. Roel Ramirez, who has a lot of work to do. The Cardinals traded for those guys, hoping that they would eventually be able to fill that role. But more than likely, what you're looking at again is Daniel Ponce de Leon, uh, uh, Dakota Hudson, Ryan Helsley, if he's healthy. Those are the kind of guys who I would imagine are going to backfill. And again, we have to wait and see what happens with Alex Reyes and his evolving role with the Cardinals come spring training. I'll maintain until the day I die at this point that Alex Reyes' best place is now in the bullpen. A year ago, I was yelling that he has to start, he has to start, he has to start. Uh, but I think for the team and for his health, at least for this coming year, uh, that's the best spot for him. Does Junior Fernandez get added to the 40-man from Iwanek, our boy Iwanek? How are you? Um, I'm not sure that that's something that's going to happen. Uh, we'll see, though. I would imagine he's really, really low on the totem pole, and I would imagine that they expose him, especially after the uh, uh, the injuries that he suffered this year. Is Wayno a good investment to help develop these young arms from Matt Nichols? I don't view Adam Wainwright as an investment to help the young arms. I know that Jack Flaherty's talked about how much he's helped, and, and the young arms have talked about it, but... Look, the Cardinals are going to sign Adam Wainwright. If they're talking about it, there's a good chance it's going to happen. Remember, we haven't when Matt Holiday there was no talks about Matt Holiday coming back. The Cardinals are going to bring him back on, and they're going to t more than likely uh, total assumption. Uh, I'm invisible. No, John Greco, how are you, my friend? Uh, yeah. Um, my assumption 
Sorry, Mr. Hicks isn't here. All right, so hold on. Uh, uh, I raise my glass, as always, to the godfather of Prospects After Dark, Mr. Jason Hicks. We love you, sir, to you, to your family, and uh, hopefully Jordan's having a wonderful, wonderful offseason. Oh. Good life, Sean. So, go to Birds on the Black. I wrote about uh, the seven of the eight guys who are actually representing the Cardinals in the AFL. Andrew Morales was supposed to be one of those guys. Got hurt at the end of the year. Will Latcham took his spot. Uh, the two guys that I think end up coming out of the Arizona Fall League that really impress... Andy Young, who had a triple today, and uh, Evan Kraczynski. Uh, Evan, Kr Evan Kraczynski, sorry. Uh, Evan Kraczynski, who is the left-handed pitcher. I think those are the two guys that make the most noise. Those are the two guys who, at the end of Arizona, we're talking about pretty heavily. And again, neither of those guys are transformative players. Like, Kraczynski's really good, but he's not the kind of guy that you would want to build a rotation around. Like, you know, he's probably Austin Gomber light, if, if we're being honest, with a little bit more, a little less deception and maybe a little bit more control. Um... And Andy Young is a really, really solid piece who's worked on his his K rate and his walk rate. And I think that uh, I think he's gonna. I think that those are my two guys who are gonna have a really good Arizona Fall League. I'd love to have video of Young's triple. Yeah, STL Cup of Joe. You know where I'm at on that. Everybody, there's there's 25 scouts from different scouting services down in Arizona taking the same video over and over again of Vlad Jr. hitting his single and his double. And I love that. I want to see that. But that's the only video they're taking. That doesn't do their audience well. That doesn't do us well. That doesn't educate a fan base. You know, I, I want to see the kid from the Royals who's hitting after Andy Young. I want to see his single. I want to see Andy Young's triple. I want to see the pitchers pitching against somebody other than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And within six months, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to be playing in a Major League Baseball game, right? Uh, seven, eight months. We're going to see plenty of Vladdy. Show me the guys that we don't get a chance to see. Take that video. That's what I want to see. That's what we should all want to see. Uh, would you be interested in Kyle Gibson? As a bullpen piece, yeah. But, again, the Cardinals have enough starting options. They don't need any more starting options. Uh, Jay McGee Baseball, I think we should trade Dexter Fowler for Vladdy Jr. and Bichette. That guy's on to something. Uh, uh, on a scale of 1 to Mo, how likely is signing Harper and Donaldson trading for Goldie uh, the ideal team? It's a zero. Uh, Andy Young comparison. So again, the easy comparison, uh, it's a very, 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 very fundamentally lazy comparison, is Jed Jerko. He doesn't, like, Jed Jerko, and then the Cardinals had a, a, a prospect, but an old player in the minor leagues named Jacob Wilson. He's probably somewhere in between there. I believe uh, that Andy Young, and again, he, I got to interview him, go to Birds on the Black, listen to the interview. Andy Young incorporated a leg kick just a year ago, and that's where all his power is coming from. That's a big change. He's a really solid second baseman. Uh, I'm anxious to see if he's going to play a little short and maybe a little uh, a little third. He could play third. Not as good of a third baseman as he is a second baseman. Uh, but I'm anxious to see his position versatility in the Arizona Fall League. And I'm anxious to see how it all plays out. Again, he worked on getting his K rate down and his walk rate up. And uh, he was dynamite in Springfield after getting promoted to Springfield later than he should have. So uh, a player comp, again, being super lazy, Jed Jerko, uh, super, super lazy. Uh, let's see. What's his? How about how about that? Like his ceiling is similar to Jed Jerko's, but at second base, so something like that. Like he's a tough player to really get a feel for because of the improvements he made this past year. Uh, his his second base defense, the power that he brings. Like he's still a developing prospect, so it's really hard to to trap it down. Uh, uh, Nick Lewis asked, "What does a package of Kelly Weaver and O'Neill get you, Andrew Elton Simmons?" No, no, not even close. O'Neal, Weaver, and uh, Kelly probably get you 2016 Hunter Pence, something like that. Avisail Garcia, 
uh, somebody like that. Do you crack into the white bottle? Uh, Kyle, yeah, yeah, Mr. Hicks. Uh, again, yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, normally I drink Johnny Walker Black because, you know, uh, but I, uh, I'm drinking the White Walker tonight. Uh, it's super good. Good guy Greg is going to cost $900,000. Cards definitely bring him back. I think that there's a very good chance. Uh, Tyler O'Neill. how many times will O'Neill lose clothes on the baseball field? Hopefully every game. Uh, Hurricane for the win. Uh, oh, good for you, Jody. Good for you. All right, Kyle, opinions on whether or not Cardinals move to Young to third base? The only way you move him to third base is if you have to move him to third base. He's not a great shortstop. He's a solid shortstop. He's a good shortstop. You guys know I love him. I'm a little biased, so therefore I have uh, the, those rose-tinted glasses. I don't think he's as bad as a lot of other people make out make him out to be. Uh, I also don't like the idea of bringing in a defensive-only shortstop. I don't think that helps the Cardinals in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what the only the only reason I move I would move him is if somehow. And Mo's algorithm has been on this. If somehow the Red Sox decided they were going to trade Xander Bogarts, if somehow the Angels said, yeah, Andrew Elton Simmons, like, only the premier second shortstop would I ever, with offensive capabilities, would I ever move him to third for. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, uh, I don't comment much on pitching prospects, but my guy's telling me Johan Oviedo will be a one or a two. You can't say that yet about the 21-year-old because while well, he's six foot six and he got his velocity back up to a standard 92 to 94 miles an hour, he still walks too many people. He got it curtailed a little bit at the end of the season, but the walks are still there. What do you think happens with Kisner if Kelly stays? They can't leave him in Springfield again. Yeah, I think right now uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, look, we won't know what the the course of action is with Carson Kelly until we know what happens with Francisco Pena. I still believe they bring Pena back. Uh, uh, anything could happen. But more than likely, what would happen if, say, they brought Pena back and Kelly stayed and Kisner stayed? Uh, my guess is that they'd split time catching at AAA. Uh, Andrew Kisner would get time at first base, and they would both DH uh, against uh, American League teams. Has anyone thought about, oh, fuck, uh, why the hell would they bring Pena back, laugh my, off, my ass off? Because, and again, my own personal belief I believe that Yadier Molina has more say in what goes on in the roster than a lot of people realize. And I think if Yadier Molina wants Francisco Pena to be his backup, he's going to be his backup. That's why. Uh, do we really think that they'll keep Kelly over Kisner, though? Uh, from Kendra Nicole. Hey, Kendra, how are you? Thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm glad we could get you involved. I'm glad you don't have uh, the rounds tonight. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to say. Uh, Andrew Kisner had a rough year, both defensively and offensively. He dealt with a lot. He was going up and down a little bit. It just didn't really seem to click for him. We've seen Carson Kelly struggle at the major league level. What I want to know is I want to see what it looks like when the two of them are battling for time, when the two of them are fighting for time. Uh, is Yadi the, Le the LeBron of MLB in terms of he can basically make his own team to an extent? I don't think he can make his own team to an extent, but I definitely think that he has input that a lot of other players on other major league teams uh, don't have. Oh my God, David Robertson just made bets look like a little leaguer. Signed, David Robertson. Thank you, <laughs> David Robertson. Uh, thank you, Mose. More likely Kisner stays at center long term or gets traded. Uh, honestly, I think it's more likely he gets traded. Uh, Yachty is greater than LeBron from Sensational. I'm uh, politely removing myself from this conversation. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just asked if David Robertson is a future Cardinal, LOL, from Yavi Noela. Noela. Javi Noela, five. I would like that. Again, I don't think that's the direction they're going to go in, but it's something that I would like. Uh, will Kiz have a better bat than Yachty did? No. So, look, I think uh, Kisner at center from Jay McGee Baseball. That Jay McGee Baseball, he's a sneaky person. I like him in here. I don't think Kisner ever has a better bat than Yachty. Look, Yachty outkicked his coverage. Yachty 
outperformed how he ever could have imagined. Yadi is a true professional. He's a once-in-a-generation player. Uh, and that's coming from somebody who wasn't always, like, super, super high on him. But I was always appreciative of his talent. Just that as he got older, I expected him to diminish. And it didn't happen. Uh, so... No, I don't think... Look, Yadi, Yadi or Molina has had some tremendous offensive years, and I can't imagine Andrew Kisner or Carson Kelly being in Major League Baseball as long as Yadi has, so I'll take Yadi. Uh, do you think Voigt continues hitting with the Yankees next season? No. No, not like he's hitting now, but remember, in the minors, especially last season before he got kind of jockeyed around between Major League ba ma between the Cardinals and the Memphis Redbirds, he showed patience, a wee bit of power, uh, less power than you would expect for somebody of his body type, and... Uh, and a good ability to drive the baseball. And that's what we're seeing at the major league level. He got off to a terrible start this year. He wasn't the same Luke Voigt that we saw last year. Um, but I don't think he's going to... Look, he's not going to be what we're seeing with the Yankees now. He's going to continue to take advantage of the short porch at Yankee Stadium, yes. Uh, but, you know, like I've always said about Luke Voigt, is I think he's just a little bit above a, you know, a 100 WRC plus player, a 100 OPS player, like... I think he's a 110 guy, a 110, 113 for like three or four years, and then with a strong decline. Uh, why isn't Ozuna having shoulder surgery? Because there is no God. Do we trade Luke Weaver? I would say yes, more than likely. If the Angels cut Pujols, do you think he retires? I do not. You know, he's undergoing surgery, and I think that he's foolhardy, and I think that he's, he's emotionally strong, and I don't think there's any way he retires. Were the Cardinals experiment with a different leadoff hitter next year, Forever Cards? I do not believe so. Again, if Matt, the only way it happens is if Matt Carpenter isn't a part of the roster. And, uh, I mean, for real, why would you move him out of the leadoff hitter, uh, the leadoff spot? I, I know that the power and everything that he demonstrated for 100 games in the middle of the year say that you want to move him back, but he seems comfortable in the leadoff spot, so you just do. How many hours will Luke Weaver be in the new pitching lab this winter? It seems like a lot, Patrick B. He seems committed to uh, learning the craft, like relearning the craft. Yankees wouldn't make the playoffs if they moved the fences out. You might be right. Uh, there's a 95% chance I'll be coming to STL for the Angels series next year. I hope we have a huge crew uh, if if Pools doesn't retire. I hope we have a huge crew of people that go nuts when he shows up. Uh, take a bet at who is hitting three whole opening day. I'll say Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung hitting three, Ozuna hitting four. I think that's going to be a big roster shakeup. I'm just not quite sure in the direction they'll go. I don't know either. Uh... So, one thing, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, he doesn't know what to make of it yet. Do you think Albert would come back in a bench role in STL? My get, Mo's algorithms bring in the smart, the great smart questions. Mo's, I love having you in here, buddy. Thank you. Um, I don't think he would. I think uh, the only way that he would, in my opinion, is if it was the last resort for him. Uh, I think that he'd go someplace else. And the only way he comes here for a bench role is if he's given the opportunity to start. Uh, we need a bona fide two and three hitter, Simmons and Harper. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would love, again, Cardinal fans, I, I appreciate your love for Andrew Elton Simmons. Andrew Elton Simmons, uh, get him out of your head. Until you start hearing reports that the Angels are going to trade him, get him out of your head because he's not going to be a Cardinal. And again, give me Harper and Machado. Yeah, that'd be great. I love both of those guys. We're just going to have to wait and see how the market develops. Uh, I'm not sure that it's something that's going to happen. Uh, I think, I think, Listening to Bill, how sorry I'm late. Uh, from Sexbot, hey, well, uh, uh, will STL have every pitcher prepared for next season as a starter? From Patrick B. 
I do think, just like every other offseason, all nine or ten starting pitching options will come to spring training ready to start because that makes the most sense. Fowler for Bregman straight up, absolutely. But I think that they, Anderlton. What's more likely, Albert back to STL or a trade between STL and Houston? I think that in the long run, Albert back to STL is, is a bit likely. I don't think it happens this year. Here's what I think happens ultimately with, with Albert Pujols. Remember, he has that uh, like personal appearance contract after the end of this contract with the Angels. I think more than likely the Cardinals take that on in some capacity so that depending on how this, this three-game series where the Angels come in town goes, I think that somehow the Cardinals take that and he does that role here with the Cardinals, but I think that that happens at the end of his career, uh, whenever that is. Uh, let's see. Do you think Albert will sign a one-day contract when the time is up? I don't even care. I don't think it happens, but I honestly, I'm not the sentimental type, so it doesn't really sway me one way or the other. Do angels take Fowler Moe's? It's a question for, for uh, uh, Moe's algorithms. I'd love to know, too. I don't think it happens. Pools Molina as co-player manager. That'd be a lot of fun from Frank the Tank. Uh, do angels... Oh, uh, oh, sex bot. Uh, let's see. Will the Cardinals experiment with a different leadoff hitter? Uh, say the Red Sox and Cards play 10 games. How many would the Cardinals win from Langston Lil? Uh, I'd say they win three out of the seven. If Kershaw opts out, would Cardinals offer him $200 million? You know, here's the thing about Clayton Kershaw, in my opinion. And I love Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I would love for him to be a St. Louis Cardinal. As a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals, I just don't know if that's something that I'd be willing to invest. And he's he's an elite pitcher. He's he's as elite as I've seen uh, this side of Pedro Martinez and Roger Clemens and Randy Johnson. I just worry about the health, right? Like, if you're going to give somebody $200 million, it'd be nice if that person didn't have a history of neck and back injury. And as someone who's had back surgery, I'm a little sensitive to that stuff. Uh, holy crap, we're pushing 200 viewers. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, yeah, we, we for a while there, we were in between 150 and 200 all the time. Uh, keep asking questions. I'll keep feeding them from Cards Gifts. Uh, from the days of lore, not sure if this was covered, but do we keep O'Neal and work with him on his contact? The Cardinals did a lot uh, in the minor leagues tweaking Tyler O'Neill's swing. And it's not a matter, again, it's not a matter for me if I think he just needs consistent playing time, and I think the contact will come. Look, I've never been one to gloss over the fact that Tyler O'Neill is going to be a 25 to 30 strikeout guy over 500 at bats. Uh, 30% strikeout guy. 25 to 30% strikeout guy. It's just, I believe his walk numbers will increase. I believe you're talking about an 8% walk rate. Uh, but the at bats need to happen. Getting at bats off the bench, they're, they're, they're not going to help him in the long run. Uh, he's a nice bat off the bench piece to, to have, but I just don't think it's going to work out. The other thing is, based on how Mr. Schilt engineered that lineup down September, if I had to pick one player that's on the 25-man entering September 1st uh, that finds their way off of the 25-man via trade, I am going uh, uh, I'm going Tyler O'Neill. I think Tyler O'Neill is a guy who gets traded, and I just don't think he fits into Mr. Schilt's philosophy. Uh, which is a bummer, because I love Mr. Schilt. Uh, or I love Mr. O'Neill. You guys know that. His raw power is attractive, among other things. Yeah, th that body, yo, he got that body. Prediction for Fowler next year. He's the opening day starter in right field. Jairo Munoz going to have a breakout own at 2019. I think Jairo Munoz had a breakout 2018. Again, if the Cardinals don't make an upgrade at third base, I want him playing third base on a regular basis uh, until Jerko shows that he's getting hot, and then you sub him in until Jerko gets cold. Uh, Jet at third and Harper and Wright, or Machado at third and O'Neill and Wright. Oh, Machado at third and O'Neill and Wright, without a doubt. 
Uh, is O'Neal statistically better than Grichik? Right now, as Mo's algorithm pointed out a couple weeks ago on the Two Birds on a Bat podcast that we're doing, bow ties and sweaters or bull ties and bow bullshit, whatever it's called, I don't even know. Uh, as he pointed out, right now, they're the identical same player. Again, O'Neal's at-bats come, were coming more infrequent than, than Grichik's were, but they're the high K rate, no walks. Uh, for me, when I watch the game, here's the deal. is You see O'Neal swinging at pitches, those that slider on the outside corner early in at-bats, and not necessarily striking out on them, but then getting beat with fastballs, which is a little bit more of a concern. Uh, right now, yes, but I don't think it's going to happen in the long term. I think Tyler O'Neill is going to be, again, what I always say about Tyler O'Neill is I think he's K-Riss Davis. I think he's Chris Davis with a K uh, in the long run, So, but with a better, a better fielder who probably isn't as consistent as Chris Davis is. Uh, thoughts on an Arenado trade? I think that the chances of an Arenado trade are just as likely uh, in the offseason as the chance of an Andrew Elton Simmons trade. I don't see why the Rockies, who just won the wild card, would trade Nolan Arenado. I don't see why the Angels, with the small window they had before Mike Trout might walk, would trade Andrew Elton Simmons. I would get Arenado and Simmons out of your head. Uh, let's see. O'Neal just feels like a more useful player from Frank the Tank. Uh, maybe it's the speed. Yeah, he's a, he's an athlete. I'm more likely this offseason from 17 Deuce, Moe's makes shitty moves or Moe's makes real shitty moves. So here's the thing. and So here's, oh, God. Uh, thoughts on an Arenado trade. Uh, Ryan Howard hits last pitch in, uh, into the gap and makes it to first with torn Achilles. Oh, God, no, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, that was a great question from Alex Cards, our boy Alex Crisofoli. One thing I want to say about John Mazalak. Again, nothing but a winning record uh, almost since he's taken over. Everybody talks about him making shitty moves, but let's look at last offseason, right? Uh, they trade four players for Marcelo Zuna. And sure, Marcelo is hurt. He has a shoulder issue that doesn't get fixed. We, we get that. That needed, it needs to happen. But again, he gave away very little for Marcelo Zuna. And down the stretch, Marcelo Zuna was a pretty solid hitter. Um, he signs Cy Michaelis to a really great contract. He adds four bullpen arms uh, before the first pitch of spring training. Now, Gregerson was a questionable move. We all knew it at the time. But as I said then, if he's the last of three, you're good. He adds Bud Norris. That's a great move. Trading for Dominic Leone, whether you want to admit it or not, that's a good move. It just didn't pay off. Dominic Leone has a nerve issue that, that hurts him, and then he recovers going down the, the stretch. Signs great Holland. And again, no matter where you were at on opening day, about if that was a good move for the team, what it cost draft picks, it made the bullpen stronger on paper. So he doesn't make shitty moves all the time. It's just he isn't as aggressive as the fan base would like. And the last couple trade deadlines, he's been, he's done things probably opposite of what the organization needed. So I think he does fine in the offseason. I just don't think that the trade deadline is, is ideal. My son is dying in my arms. Help. Uh, stuff him out here. Use a pillow and uh, tell him good night. Swing him uh, good night. Uh, swing him? Sing him good night. Oh, God. Uh, who's got better hair, Kyle Reese or Brendan Schaefer? Uh, my beard's better than Brendan's hair. The Rockies don't need Arenado anymore. They have Tony Walters. Yeah, t between Tony Walters and Drew Brutero, why would they need Nolan Arenado? Who's the most likely upgrade we get in the offseason then? Look at the left side of the bullpen. I think that's the most likely. Again, anything could happen, but... Look at most likely. If, if The question is most likely, uh, again, look at how they can upgrade the left side of the bullpen. Who has better beard, Buffer or Kyle? You shut your goddamn mouth. Uh, projection for Nathan A. Avaldi. Uh, oh, from Be Real, for, for Moe's. I'd love to know, know Moe's projection. As a matter of fact, I know that he's, he's 
starting in games, but that's a guy I'd love to have in a bullpen. Uh, from Langston Lil, Mo on the hot seat if we don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I don't think that the butts and the seats matter as much as a lot of other people do. What I think matters more than anything is if the Cardinals are winning. You know, the Cardinals haven't had a losing season. The closest they've dipped is 83, 83 wins. You know, if they win 88 games, no, he's not going to be on the hot seat. There might He'll talk about being on the hot seat because he's talked about it in the past, but I don't think he'll be on the hot seat. Uh, any thoughts on why Holland was more successful in Washington? I do not have any thoughts. I wish I could tell you. I don't know the data. I don't know spin rate and location and blah, blah, blah. Uh, more than likely, uh, uh, we're just going to have to wait and find out. You going to spring training, Kyle, and gifts? I'm going to try. We're going to have to wait and see. I'll be in Los Angeles this weekend visiting my beautiful brother Mike and his beautiful girlfriend Carrie, uh, hopefully engaging in some MMF uh, incest edition. Any thoughts on why Holland was more successful? Uh, why could cards get your, uh, what could cards get for Pauly D and a minor leaguer? I don't know. You don't trade Paul DeYoung. The, trading Paul DeYoung is like trading... Uh, you just don't trade Paul DeYoung. They just re-upped him. He's not making a lot of money. He's an important cog in the entire team. Like, Hold on to Paul DeYoung for a year. How much better could the roster be opening day in 2019? I would imagine it's going to be better than the opening day roster in 2018. It just depends on how they decide to use those arms. Uh, live, lives are, oh no, uh, no, do not trade Paul DeYoung. Do the Cardinals sign a single free agent? I'm sorry, Mose. Does it sound like I'm not saying that? I'm, I'm such an idiot, man. I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah, you know, I, I do think they sign, again, I, I think that they'll sign two bullpen arms. I think you'll see a righty and a lefty, maybe two lefties. Uh, and then after that, I don't know. I would imagine that they're going to try to get creative on the trade market if, if they end up missing out on Machado and Harper. Uh, DeYoung bounces back after recovering from his hand injury, no doubt. I believe so. Uh, realistic, how much better could the roads that we already did that one from Sam Smitty. Uh, biggest drop among Cardinals prospects. So, you know, Jose Adolis Garcia dropped big. Jag dropped big. Uh, Ryan Helsley, because of his arm injury, that's a big drop. Evan Mendoza, because of how badly he struggled at double A, he's going to drop a little bit. Uh, Alvaro Cejas, probably off the top 35, the dirty 35. Uh, there's a lot of guys who had who had rough 2018 seasons. You know, more than likely, uh, Juan Yepes is completely out of the picture instead of being like a fringe 40 guy. Uh, more than likely, Bryce Denton, who is still super young and anything could happen, as, as Oscar Mercado showed us. More than likely, he's, he's out of the conversation. We spent some time talking about Nick Plummer in our little group chat. Nick Plummer is almost completely forgettable at this point. Uh, from Aaron Johnson, any reliever stick out as attractive to you? You know, I don't know who the cutest reliever is, to be honest with you. Will Smith of the Giants uh, stands out to me. Again, I don't know what kind of year Will Smith had. I, I'm not dialed into the left-handed reliever thing, and I apologize to the audience. Uh, innings limit on Alex Reyes. Does he start mid-year again? I, the plan with Alex Reyes was that he would be in a position to start spring training healthy. And what his innings limit would be, my guess it would be somewhere around 100 to 110. And again, that's part of the reason why I want him pitching out of the bullpen. Uh, would you give Donaldson four years? I would not. Uh, thoughts on Dallas Keuchel? I would be all in on Dallas Keuchel. Again, it's all about the terms. I wouldn't want them to uh, hamstring themselves in the long run. But yeah, I like Dallas Keuchel a lot. I, I, Patrick Corbin, Dallas Keuchel, I think I prefer, like, I prefer Keuchel, but I think Keuchel might cost more money. Uh, yeah, I'd be all about that. From Melissa Rogers, Kyle, you're not stupid. You're awesome. Good to see you this offseason. Nice to see you too, Melissa. To you.
Is Yepes going to become the next plumber? Uh, they're pretty much on the same wavelength now. Thoughts on Wong? I don't know what that was. Uh, theories how a cat, a la Rally Cat, got on the field in the first place. Uh, so breaking news, uh, I put Rally Cat on the field, Alex. That was me. I did it from my apartment. I shot a rocket straight into bush, and the uh, the cat parachuted in. I don't know, man. Uh, there's no telling. Does Dominant Dakota show up next year? I think that we probably, uh, World Series pick, I think it's the Astros and the Dodgers again, and I think the Astros win again. Enough with the Simmons crap, the Angels are not trading Simmons. Yeah, yep, yeah, that, that's the thing. Not gonna happen. Curious if you think Wisdom is a future at third base. He has a future as a nice little last man off of the bench with a little bit of power who can play the corner infield, uh, but not as a starting third baseman. FMK, Cairo, Blay, and Thomas. Uh, you fuck that Jordan Cairo because he's fast and you don't have to worry about pleasing him. Uh, you marry Thomas and you murder Blay. Uh, did you also put HGH in Matt's salsa? That stuff made me poop. Oh my god, that salsa was terrible. Uh, how's that Johnny Walker, Kyle? Yeah, so we're drinking the Johnny Walker White Walker uh, for Game of Thrones, and it's pretty solid. It's not bad. Look, it's not great. It doesn't have like a bold in your face flavor. I recommend freezing it. It's a lot sweeter and a lot smoother than I thought it would be. Don't deprive me of Puig winning the World Series. I love Yasiel Puig. Uh, Frasian, again, pick, I wouldn't expect the Cardinals to pick two. I think if they bring in two lefties, you're talking about somebody who they could bring in as like a minor league free agent with a spring training invite, uh, and, and one of the top tier guys. Uh, we'll see. Uh, is Lester too much for Keichel? Six years for me, that's a little too much. It, like, I think Keichel can have a sustained, strong, long career like Lester. Uh, maybe not to the same level that Lester has. Uh, but for me personally, I think it is. Now, if I had all the money in the world, I'd do it. Like, if I was the Do if I were the Dodgers, like, to be honest, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm... Uh, anyways, I'm not going to say that, because I'm fucking stupid if I say that. Uh, I do think it's a little too much, Moe's. Uh, Kimbrell thoughts. Yeah, yeah, again. Look, it, if we're playing with house money, then yeah, you bring in Craig Kimbrell. I would not anticipate that being something that the Cardinals would do. It just doesn't really seem to fit their M.O., in my opinion. Uh, oh, uh, Sam Smitty asked, uh, do we hold on on getting a third base? Oh, okay, from Hook's Bar. <sighs> Ankiel is a lefty bullpen arm. Yeah, so there's your second. That's the that's the exact guy I'm talking about. Like, if he comes in as a spring training invite, non-roster, all that stuff, and maybe he breaks at the club, we'll see. Two things we need to get to. We need to get to Gorman, uh, which we're just going to do, and then we're going to get to Sam, Smitty, Sam Smitty's question about Dakota Hudson. Here's the thing. If there's one thing that we've learned from the death of Oscar Tavares, uh, other than 20-year-old kids need a lot of mentoring, uh, you do not invest so heavily in a prospect that hasn't made a Major League debut or that made a shoddy Major League debut as a cornerstone of your organization. And I bring that up because the last thing you want to do is you want you don't want to go in and say, all right, I'm not going to sign Josh Donaldson, I'm not going to sign Eduardo Escobar, I'm not going to sign Manny Machado because Nolan Gorman might might be ready in three years. That's poor craftsmanship. Uh, you sign those guys, you make your team better, and then if you need to adjust Nolan Gorman, who might be a shoddy third baseman, might be a good third baseman, still too early to tell, if you need to adjust him to left field or right field or first base, you can move him. Uh, It'd be nice if Nolan Gorman is your third baseman of the future, but you're talking at least two years away. Uh, you do not get a stopgap for that. That's two long seasons. And I love Nolan Gorman. I love Alaris Montero. Uh, but that's not something I'm doing personally. Uh, does Dominant Dakota show up next year? And if so, is he in the rotation of the bullpen? Again, for me, 
I would like Dakota Hudson to be in the back end of the bullpen. Uh, dominant Dakota. I think we're going to see a variation of that. I don't think it'll ever necessarily be as dominant as he showed in AAA. Uh, but I think an above average to a really, really solid right-handed relief pitcher uh, definitely sticks out. And I also think that there's a good chance that if he pitches in a rotation, you're talking about a solid number three in the long run. But we'll see. Uh, Gould said Delvin needs improving with preparation and devotion and being to being a better player. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, I talked to somebody in the Cardinals organization about Delvin Perez just a couple weeks ago, and what I was told is it is a physical preparedness thing, not even necessarily a mental preparedness thing. Uh, it's a physical, more of a physical than a mental. But he definitely is not committed to playing baseball the way that Yadier Molina was at that same age. Uh, Ponce de Leon in the rotation of the bullpen. I love Daniel Ponce de Leon in the bullpen. I would have liked to have seen him taking on a stronger role in the bullpen moving on in the season, but they wanted him as that swing man, and boy, did that backfire. Uh, nice that he didn't pitch for like six and a half weeks or something. Why is Brebbia and Ponce de Leon so underappreciated? Well, think about their journey to the major leagues. Sometimes it works out that way. You know, Brebbia pitched an indie bait. He was playing indie ball when he was signed, uh, kind of cast out. And then because he had an option year available, it kind of changes our own perception of him and what the organization can do with him. You know, early on in the year, he pitched great, but he just was the odd man out because of the option year. With Ponce de Leon, we underappreciate him because he isn't a lightning thrower. You know, he throws 92, 93 miles an hour. Uh, his his changeup can be really good. His secondary, or his, his secondary offering can be really good. It just isn't consistent. And, you know, the other thing about Daniel Ponce de Leon is he's older. We didn't see Daniel Ponce de Leon when he was 23. Um, uh, we didn't see Daniel Ponce de Leon when he was 23 at the major leagues. We saw Daniel Ponce de Leon when he was 26 at the major leagues. So it's all about perception with a lot of these guys. Uh, I would imagine this time next year we're going to really, really – well, not this time next year. Uh, hello, Carolyn. How are you? Um, <laughs> Carolyn Blankenship, we love you. Um, I would imagine that by – Mid-August, we really appreciate Daniel Ponce de Leon, and we really appreciate John Brevia. Uh, if the pitching stays the same over the offseason, who would your five starting be? Uh, again, you know, I don't like to prepare for a healthy Michael Waka uh, or a healthy Alex Reyes, but I go Carlos Martinez, Cy Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, Michael Waka, and Austin Gomber. Just my own personal, that's how I would go into it. Uh, what is your ideal offseason signing, and what does the contract look like? Same question for a trade. Uh, my ideal signing is whatever it takes to get Manny Machado, uh, whatever that is. Uh, and then if you can't get that, I, I'll t I would do 360 for Josh Donaldson. Uh, and then after that, uh, my ideal offseason would be going all in on pitching, whether that be Dallas Keuchel or Patrick Corbin and really bol and Kimbrel and seriously bol bolstering that uh, that pitching uh, with the uh, uh, Yairo Jerko third base combo. That's what I would do uh, if if I couldn't. If it didn't line up perfectly. Uh, Hunjin Ryu. So I think a lot of people are going to go crazy on, on Ryu. And I would stay away from Ryu. That, there are a lot of injury concerns there. Uh, from John, uh, from uh, Johnny Raves for No Harper. I just think that for this organization, with the outfielders that they have and the cost efficiency, I would stay away from Harper. You know, I, I just, I personally, look, Unless you can move Fowler for sure, which I don't believe is an, a realistic option, I'm not making that move. I'm not devoting that money. You know, I I, I would love, I'd rather have Tyler O'Neill get those starts and see what it looks like in a year. And I know that that's terrible, uh, but uh, to me, you have an obvious, clear, absolute need on the left side of the infield, and I would address that first. And then, yeah, maybe 
maybe between Donaldson and then going all in on pitching, I'm, I'm about Harper and right field. And I'm not one of these people who doesn't like Bryce Harper. It's important that you know uh, that I love, love, love Bryce Harper. Like, I love the kid. I, I want him to be a Cardinal. He seems like the kind of person that would in, just energize the fan base. I just... I'm stupid. Keep that in mind. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me hold on, hold on a second. Uh, for most algorithms, I'm logging off if you say you'd rather have O'Neill than Harper. Let me let me rephrase what I'm saying. Look, I would absolutely rather have Bryce Harper. I absolutely, absolutely. If you're just talking about the player that you want on a fantasy team, but if you're talking about cost control and and from the Cardinals' perspective, a team that's only going to spend between uh, the ninth most and the thirteenth most, or the seventh most and the thirteenth most in baseball, uh, proportionate to the money that they're bringing in, then I'm a little leery about bringing someone in like Bryce Harper when the obvious clear need uh, is a third baseman. But if you're talking about playing with house money and you can spend money willy-nilly, then fuck yeah, give me Harper. Give me Harper for sure. Like, I want that. But if I'm, if I'm looking at the whole depth chart, that's the direction I'm going in. Uh, Bryce for cards could be a bomb bigger than Dex uh, and disruptive. I don't look... Bryce Harper is not a disruptive player. Look, one time he got into a fight with a dude who was a dick. Uh, I, I've seen people talk about Manny Machado being a disruptive player. Look, they're superstars, and you got to handle them differently. But tell me how Bryce Harper is more of a dick than Yadier Molina is. Uh, key to a solid core is to sign big names. Uh, well, did I say that? I did not. Look, if, if I said that, that's not what I meant. And, you know, one thing Bill DeWitt's been pretty loud about is saying that the only way you can build a solid core and be competitive for years is if you're building from within. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez is a free agent. He'd be a great fit. Yeah, I love the Carlos one-year, $5 million deal. But, again, you have a crowded outfield. You'd have to move some outfield. Uh, what would you think about the trade for Goldschmidt one year left on his deal? I, don't, I do not believe that the Diamondbacks are going to trade him. But, yeah, sure, I'd love it. It'd be great. Uh, half of the BS for Harper being a disruptive player is when he was in his 19 and 20s. It, yeah, I, again, I throw it away. Uh, from Kyle... Short, uh, Schilt doesn't need a big personality who's legit like Harper. Uh, he has one in Yadier Molina. Uh, do you foresee any Miami-type fire sales this winter thinking Arizona or Texas? Texas is the interesting one. I don't, like in my mind, it's not Arizona. It could very well be. I could end up eating my words there. Uh, they seem poised for it, but I would I'd go all in on Texas. Uh, and again, I don't necessarily know what Texas has to like super sell off. I, I know that I'm not interested in Elvis Andrus. I like Jerkson Profar, but again, I don't know if necessarily what Roley fits. Uh, I would love Nomar Mazzara. If Nomar Mazzara is a guy that they're willing to trade, uh, you go after it. Uh, Yachty has bought into Schilt already, though. I think Schilt's bought into Yachty. That's... I, I, that's my own personal opinion. I think Yachty has more sway than Schilt does. Uh, Texas has nothing left without Hamels and Beltre. Uh, 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 Odor, I would not trade for Odor. Um, will Texas sell their oil to Moe's? Yeah, sure. Uh, is this a must-need offseason to get a superstar from Langston Little? That's something I've been pretty pretty loud about. Again, my prefer, like my preferred order of superstar would be Machado, then Donaldson, and then, again, Corbin, Keichel, like Moe's algorithm brought up, and then probably Harper for me, but we'll see. Uh, uh, start the no more, yeah, this is the, the, today's the day we start the no more Mazzaro uh, uh, rumor. Uh, Joey Gallo would be perfect. I would love Joey Gallo to play first base. Uh, that'd be incredible. It's not going to happen. Gorman and Montero in the wings probably steer the front office clear, don't you think, from Tony Vogt. Yeah, we talked about this a little while ago. Look, 
in my opinion, and this is someone who has been a Mo Homer for a long time. I like Michael Gersh a lot. Uh, I, I do not view Mr. DeWitt as cheap. I think that if they're going to steer away from getting a third baseman because of Gorman and Montero, that's negligence. That's bad. Uh, uh, uh. Kyle, please explain the lack of interest in Elvis Andrus. Uh, you know, Moe's, I can't. I really can't. I, I'm just not a fan. Uh, and I don't think he makes the Cardinals substantially better, uh, especially if you got to trade for him, uh, giving up players. And I honestly, I, I, more than likely what I'm trying to get at is I would rather have Donaldson or Machado at third with DeYoung at, at short than I would Andrus at short and DeYoung at third. Uh, well, but again, if, if uh, Machado and Donaldson are gone, then yeah, look into Andrus. It couldn't hurt, right? Um, well, I, plus, the other thing that I... So you have to understand, I've been dismissive of Texas to a great degree this year because of how bad they've been. Uh, I don't know what kind of defensive year Elvis Andrus has had at short. I know that he stole a bunch of bases, right? I don't know. I'm just not an Elvis Andrus guy. Uh, let's see. Only shorts up to trade for a Simmons, but uh, shut it down. I'm sorry about that. Was it more of a blessing or a curse that we missed on Stanton? It was a curse. I would have loved to have had Stanton. Uh, that's a big miss. Uh, FMK, Lankford, Kuhlman, McGuire. I would, I would marry Lankford. I'd fuck that McGuire and I'd kill that Kuhlman. I would pay Machado before I would pay Harper. Uh, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would, but not because of a personality. It's only because of position of need, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Ben Fredrickson wrote about Eduardo Escobar. I think he's more realistic option at third base uh, for St. Louis. He's, he's more realistic, but again, if you're prioritizing, you go Machado and then you go Donaldson and then you maybe think about Escobar, but... I believe that Escobar is going to end up getting a pretty hefty contract. Uh, not a three-year 33. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd be all about that. But I think you're talking about something similar to, like, five-year 70, uh, four-year 65, like, four-year 60, something like that. And at that price, if I'm John Mazalak, I don't know if that's the kind of upgrade that I – the financial upgrade over what you would get for Jairo Munoz. Uh, again, most algorithms, like, why would you, Eduardo Escobar is a fine player, but if he's going to cost you twice as much as someone like Lowry would, why would you go in that direction? Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, no, Mose, what did I say? Uh, let's talk about Barry Bonds. I love Barry Bonds. Uh, what if hypothetically the Marlins did offer Yelich instead of Ozuna? Uh, let's see, Escobar is not getting 15 to 18 annual. Yeah, you're probably right. So what, what what's like, it's okay, so most. Here's what I was doing. Uh, so, like, four years, 50. Like, four years, 50. That's what I see. I, and he's 29 entering his age 30 season, right? So he's going to get four or five years. Uh, yeah, I, I would think somewhere between 10 and 12. Maybe 13 on a high end, depending on what happens with the Donaldson-Machado market. Uh, but I trust you better than I trust myself. Uh, where do you? Where do we evaluate Jerko as compared to league average, I think is what it was. I think he's a solid guy. Look, what we were talking about in our little group, is I view Jed Jerko as a 400 at bat guy. Like, no more than 400 at bats. Just like Jose Martinez. I don't want Jose Martinez on a roster where he has to have more than 300 or 350 at bat, or plate appearances. Like, that's not something that makes the team any better. And sure, they get a hot, and that's when you want them in the lineup. But, uh, uh, I, I just, you want upgrades. Like, you want that as the fallback. Uh, what would Donaldson cost, in your opinion? It seems like everyone's saying 360, three years, $60 million. Uh, the Farmer Vala, who I, I love uh, on Twitter, he mentioned that he was thinking like something closer to five years. And 
I could see Machado's market, uh, the, the, the people who miss out on Machado driving that up, but we'll see. Uh, real fast, most, what do you think Escobar is going to get? Uh, let's see. And again, you know, the other thing that I'm not taking into account, like, Eduardo Escobar would get that, like, four-year, $50, $55 million contract uh, back in the day. But after last offseason, that's a good point. The way that last offseason went, there probably won't be a, a contract like that. How many games would the Red Sox have won if they had to play the entire season in blue jeans? Uh, 77. Uh, whatever year Forever in Blue Jeans by Neil Diamond came out. Money talks, and it don't sing and dance, and it don't walk. As long as I can have you here with me, I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans. I once killed a drifter to get an erection. Uh, they would have won six. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 81 games. Uh, do you think there will be appeal of being the player for the cards among heart meaning? No, I do not. Uh, Mo, where did Mo, did Mo's algorithm leave uh, out of anger because I gave some, like, ridiculous number a little while ago? Uh, uh, let's see, uh, let's see. Trade Jose, glove is a liability, cut Cecil, go get Britain. Uh, gotta think they'll inquire on Kimbrel too. That's a whole lot of motion. Uh, you trade Jose Martinez if you get adequate value for him. You, they're not gonna cut Cecil. I don't, I don't think they're gonna, oh, hi, Mo's. Mo's, what do you think? Oh, hold on, okay, cool. Uh, my bad. I'm sorry, Mose. Take your time, brother. Take your time. Um, I don't know. Is okay. Is three from John Zancana? Is three for sixty too much for a guy who hasn't been healthy two years? Uh, for Donaldson, probably, probably. But you know what? You can afford it, and it's a short-term contract, so you can get out of it and not really, you know, hurt yourself. Uh, could have had Mustakis for six million this year, and tight ass Cardinals did nothing. Look, I, I do not have any problem with the Cardinals not signing Mike Moustakis. And yeah, that's a hindsight. It's 2020 kind of thing. I get that. Uh, but remember, Moustakis wasn't just $6 million. There's a really interesting uh, club option that's involved in that for this coming season. Eduardo Nunez is basically the same as Eduardo Escobar. Did I say Eduardo Nunez? Sometimes I say Eduardo Nunez. Uh, Jose and Bud Norris should have been traded at trade deadline. We say that, but we don't know what their market is. Now, I believe that whatever they could have got for Bud Norris, uh, uh, I believe that whatever they could have got for Bud Norris, they should have taken. But Jose Martinez has value, and if teams are trying to underbid you for Jose Martinez, you just hold on to him and see what happened. Who's the one guy you'd love the cards to trade for? Uh, can it be Todd? This is, I'm going to ask you a question back. Who's the one guy? Is it somebody that I know that there's no fucking way that they can have, or somebody that might be up in the air? Uh, trading Jose Martinez wouldn't have made Yachty happy. I think there's something to that. Uh, Nunez is worse than Elvis Andrus. I want Donaldson and O'Neill in the cage with each other every day, hugging. Uh, but Tebow gets 316, right? Yeah, yeah, as a Cardinal to pitch, uh, to be a quarterback for the Cardinals. Uh, so real fast, we're now we're in. I still have plenty of uh, the White Walker, Johnny Walker, Black. If it's not Black, it's White. Uh, but we'll call it Johnny Walker Black White. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to cheers to everyone who's in here. Uh, I also, wait, there was someone else. Oh, so I don't know if she's still in here, but Kendra Nicole, uh, to you, I want to cheers to you. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I know that you're doing your rounds and all that stuff, but here you go. Uh, from Todd, a guy you love and would be a great fit to improve the team, Alex Bregman. Uh, I would trade everyone on earth for Alex Bregman. Uh, would have been nice to have had fam in right field. Yeah, it definitely would have, but it didn't work out that way. 
Um, and again, so we all evaluate that trade based on what they got now. And uh, look, watching Tommy Pham do extremely well in Tampa Bay has been awesome. I hope he continues that. And you're right, it would have been great to have had him in right field. And not having him in right field probably hurt in the long run. Um, and I'm not trying to say that Genesis Cabrera is going to ever have the same value as Tommy Pham, especially not what Tommy Pham did there. But there's always that question with Tommy Pham, and I don't find it warranted, is if he would have continued to produce uh, in St. Louis like he has in Tampa Bay uh, because of the way his attitude issues are and things like that. I do not believe, like, I think he would have got his shit back together off, after coming off the deal. I think he would have been fine. Uh, but, yeah, no, to your point, that's a, you're, you're 100% correct. If the Cardinals would have had Tommy Pham, they would have been substantially better uh, than running Jose Martinez out to right field uh, for, for the September push. Everyone is here needs to be on the Alex Bregman fan club. I love Alex Bregman. You guys know that. There used to be an Alex Bregman thing here before the lovely and talented Ryan Fisher made this beautiful home plate for Prospects After Dark. Uh, let's see. Uh, a while back, Mr. Hicks asked what pitcher gets option to Memphis. Let's wait until we get to spring training for that, Mr. Hicks. You know, uh, again, they'll they'll have nine or ten pitchers going to spring training. Uh, probably not your son, I would imagine. He'll He's probably cemented his spot in the bullpen, ready to start, and then they'll figure it out from there. I uh, think we could create a package for Robles Jimenez. No. No, so the other thing that you guys need to understand, and again, I don't mean this to, like, talk down to you, but the prospect for prospect trades just don't happen. Like, especially not a high-caliber prospect like Robles. That's not going to happen. Like, it, that's the kind of shit that happens on MLB The Show. Uh, just like when people say, uh, so-and-so needs to learn how to throw a cutter, or so-and-so needs to learn how to throw a forkball. That's the shit that happens on MLB The Show. It's not the shit that happens... Uh, in real life. Like, sure, pitchers can uh, learn how to pitch new pitches. Learn how to throw new pitches, rather. Uh, but it's not as easy as just picking up the pitch and throwing it. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think that there's any way, like, you're going to have a prospect-for-prospect prospect type trade. That, that's just not how baseball works. Especially not now with tanking. Because teams that have those prospects, they're trying to build up their team, and then the teams that, I mean, there's, it, we have polarized baseball. We have, you're either tanking or you're competing, and there aren't a whole lot of mid, like middle ground there. Uh, and the teams that are competing are going to trade those prospects to get better to the teams that are tanking. So, no, the prospect for prospect trade doesn't happen. Uh, most algorithms, Nunez got basically 2.8. He's the same as Escobar. I see Escobar getting 3.24. Wow, that, then I, you know what? I would be on for that. I would, again, plan C for me. Way down the line, maybe even plan D, but yeah, that's like 324 I like. Uh, coming into the draft, how did you rank Swanson, Bregman, and Rogers? Uh, Bre look, you guys have to, Bregman was my number one. I was not a big Dansby, Swan Dansby Swanson guy. Uh, I view I view Dansby Swanson similar to how I viewed Nick Madrigal. I thought they'd have a fine career, uh, but I didn't think that they were like a top five player in the draft. I, top 15 for sure. Um, but Bregman was my one. I, I loved Alex Bregman. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers, honestly, he, I, I would have said top five, but I didn't know him well enough to be able to like make a solid. It was just going with what everyone else said. And again, Brendan Rodgers is one of those guys that a lot of people bag on and, and hit on because, uh, not hit on, but kind of hate on a little bit because he didn't have the ascent to the majors that Swanson and Bregman did, but he still has a chance to be a very fine player. Uh, so let's not uh, let's not lose it. Chances Edmund takes Garcia's spot as a utility role. Uh, again, I don't think it happens at the beginning of the year, but maybe by the mid part of the season we have it. Why is Bregman being labeled a villain? We talked about that a little. Alex Bregman is the closest thing to Mike Trout there is in baseball. Oh my God. Most, if I get to see you at UCB Day, I want you to remind you that when I kiss you, I'm supposed to use my tongue. Because I agree with you, sir, and I want to go French style with you right now for that last comment. Uh, 
Yeah, it's the reason Alex Bregman is labeled a villain, we talked about this earlier, I saw somebody call him a heel. It's because, and he's, he made a comment about them being on primetime, because the Astros should be on primetime, instead of the Yankees and Red Sox, which I completely agree with. He makes those comments, he's labeled a heel, and it's because Major League Baseball is the only sport of the major sports that would ever do that. Uh, anytime you talk out of line in Major League Baseball, you're a heel or you have an attitude issue. Look, he said the truth. Uh, if George Springer and Alex Bregman and uh, Correa, uh, Correa if, if those guys were on primetime, I think it's, I mean, it's just as good as Betts. I mean, I would argue that it's better than the guys who were... the. Like from a marketing standpoint, for all of all of the country, it's better than what the Red Sox would throw out. Now, I don't think it's necessarily on the same level as Judge and Stanton and uh, and Glaber, um, but like that's pretty fucking good. And the fact that those guys get buried in day games that I can't watch because I work seven to three thirty every day, uh, it, it breaks my heart. Uh, can the Cubs realistically sign Bryce Harper? Uh, Buster only thinks Phillies most likely. Look. They can think all that they want, but we're not even in the offseason yet. Let's pump the brakes on where we think people are going to go. Ponce de Leon is still ranked 29th best prospect. Sure, why not? Uh, Philly's front office drafted him uh, for the Orioles. Uh, again, that doesn't matter. Hey, Victoria, how are you? Uh, Yankees, six outs from elimination. Yeah, hold on. Uh, Iowa Neck, I'm going to cheers to you, who says Angel Hernandez is a villain. Yeah, fuck that guy. Who closes baseball games for the Cardinals next year? I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that guy's on the roster. Uh, one thing I argued with Forever Cards about is I believe that with another year of experience, having a chance to throw his changeup and his curveball, I, I'm not. I I would be more than happy to see Jordan Hicks take over that role if if he had to. I just don't think right now that that guy's on the roster. Uh, and I sure as hell hope it's not Bud Norris. I hope they don't get crazy and think, all right, I'm going to sign Bud Norris. Uh, who is next MILB guy to make a big impact for the Cardinals? Uh, man, how about this? I'll say Genesis Cabrera. I think, I think Genesis Cabrera ends up making his Major League debut about midway through the season next year because of injuries, and I think that he ends up making the biggest impact I think he's poised. Lane Thomas could have a chance. I don't think it's Jose Adeliz Garcia. I don't think it's Randy or Rosarena. Uh, I don't view Dakota Hudson or Tyler O'Neill as minor league guys anymore. Uh, I don't. I mean, maybe Ryan Helsley, but again, he's hurt. You just never know. Alex Reyes is not a minor league guy in any stretch of the fucking word. He'll, he has minor league eligibility, but he's not a minor league guy in my book anymore. Uh, and, and that's probably like that's probably the, the range. Uh, those are probably the guys. My bad if asked any chance coming to big league staff. Any changes coming to the big league staff from GA, uh, GAJ13? I don't think so. Again, I, you know, I think I think next year they enter the season with Carlos Martinez, uh, Cy Michaelis, Jack Flaherty. Uh, oh, God, I'm so stupid. Michael Waka and Adam Wainwright as their five starting pitchers. It's going to be Waino, isn't it? Uh, what is the next update for the Dirty 35? Uh, uh, great question. So I was going to do an end of year one, uh, and I might still do that, but we'll probably start working on it pretty hardcore in the next couple weeks, uh, and maybe come December we get into it. Uh, Wayno as the opener, that's not going to happen. I don't think the Cardinals are forward thinking like that. 
Uh, Hayward Gritchick Fowler fam cards finally have their everyday center fielder for the next five years in Bader. No. Uh, any chance the code? Any changes to the coaching staff? The one thing that I keep saying is I would like for uh, Mark Budaska to stay on as hitting coach, but I want George Greer to go back to Florida as like the hitting architect, and then I want somebody to fill that role. I know a lot of people are saying it might be Jim Edmonds. I would be. I just can't imagine Jim Edmonds committing to it. He didn't really like traveling 162 games in the year when he was a player. I can't imagine him wanting to do it as a coach. But, like, that'd be ideal. The, the guy I want for that role, the assistant hitting coach for Mark Budaska, is Carlos Beltran. I hope that he would consider it, and I hope that the Cardinals would interview him. Uh, do you think, from Frank the Tank, do you think Jags call up hurt him? No, I do not. Remember, Jag had a weird first three months of the season where he was swinging at everything, and he wasn't very good, and then he got hot. And uh, I think that the issue with Jag uh, is that he just has a pitch recognition plate discipline issue that was exposed last year. Look, that dude would swing at anything. He would fall to a knee to swing at a lot of things, and it wasn't good. Uh, why no on Bader think back and play to a 2020 guy? I do not think Harrison Bader is a 2020 guy. Uh, so my thought on Harrison Bader, and again, I might be still living in the dark ages of Harrison Bader. Uh, one thing we saw in September is we saw his defense start to decline a little bit. Now, remember that they spent a, a little time in Colorado and a little time in Washington. And they have big center fields that you kind of have to... And remember, the one major adjustment that Harrison Bader made that allowed him to achieve the next level in his defense is that he played back. Well, what happened with Washington and Colorado is he played back and stuff was dropping in and he adjusted his position and he never adjusted back. Now, that's an easy adjustment, of course. That's not giving up on him. But he wasn't the same player in September, and that might have been a fatigue issue, as he was the other months as a center fielder. And my thought about Harrison Bader is he still strikes out too much. Uh, he, he still can't really hit right-handed pitching. It might come in time. But when he shortened his swing and started taking balls to right field, it completely zapped his power. Uh, and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy, because of his swing, his mechanics, how level it is, where he'll ever be able to find a happy medium between being a 20 home run guy and hitting 270. Like, he's either going to hit 270 or he's going to hit 20 home runs. You're not going to get both of them. And he's not going to get on base a lot because he's not a very patient hitter. He's electric. He's fun. And over the next two years, he might be a really, really, really solid and above average center fielder. And again, like, a really, really great in two or three years. But think about the lifespan. Five years is a long major league career to be an everyday starter. That, that That's what, the top 15% of major leaguers have a five-year starting career? Uh, that's so rare. And his bat has so many holes in it that it doesn't make, uh, it doesn't make me feel comfortable to say in five years he's going to be the starter. But, yeah, for the next two or three years, I, I'm fine with it. I love it. Uh, gold Glove winner, it doesn't matter. The Gold Glove is a hoax. Don't invest any time or money or thought into who wins a Gold Glove. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, sure, I hope he does. I hope Colton Wong wins it. Uh, but, again, it's a joke. Uh, if Walker stays healthy all season and has a 3.50 ERA, do you think he'll get an extension? No, I don't. So who needs to be in center field then? Harper? I would not know. I would not. Look, we spent a lot of time talking about, uh, let me take a step back, right? So for what, 10 years straight, the Cardinals had like 10 different shortstops until Johnny Peralta manned it for parts of three years and then was terrible, or for parts of two years and then was terrible for the last two years. I personally don't see any problem in not declaring a guy the starter for five years and letting it happen. Like, 
I still feel more comfortable with Tommy Pham as your everyday center fielder, both offensively and defensively, as compared to how I feel about Harrison Bader. Uh, and that just goes to show you that in a matter of one year time, everything can change. So who's going to be the center fielder in five years? I don't have the slightest idea. Uh, Ronald Acuna. How about that? Uh, how about Juan Soto? Uh, there's no telling. I mean, if I'm hedging and if I'm taking the smart money, yeah, Harrison Bader, sure. Baseball is going to change quite a bit. The Cardinals roster is going to change quite a bit. I do think Harrison Bader is the one guy this offseason that ends up getting the extension that DeYoung got and Wong got and Carpenter got and Craig got. Like, I think he's the next man in line for that early buyout extension. Uh, but the other thing about Harrison Bader, as I hedge my bets here, is I would never bet against him. He's as hard of a worker as it gets. Uh, he, he Look, when you watch Harrison Bader playing at Florida – He's not nearly the, the Harrison Bader that he is now. He turned himself into the magical version of himself that he is now. Uh, almost, like Within two years, he turned himself into that. And it's because he dedicated himself to baseball. He became the hardest worker on the diamond and uh, realized how fast he was capable of playing. Because when he was in Springfield, he did not play that fast, both on the bases and in the outfield. And he really didn't start playing as fast as he started playing this year uh, until he made his Major League debut and he was running crazy down the bases. I think that was the first time he realized how fast he could play, and he started playing that way in the outfield, and it showed. So, look, I love Harrison Bader. That's not to take away from it. It's just that uh, I'm not one of the people to say that I'm committed to anyone in five years. Uh, you know Molina will be our catcher after Yadi retires. Yanu Molina. Yeah, you know, they say that that young man is one hell of a talented uh, young, because he's, what, 12 years old now or 8 years old or 10? Uh, they say he's incredible. Randy or Jag, more games in a Cardinal uniform? Uh, I'll say Jag. Uh, remember, oh, God, we're talking about our favorite uh, Marcelo Zuno moments. Uh, thinking some of the unranked prospects like Ravelo or Lane Thomas turn into anything? No, Lane Thomas is ranked. Lane Thomas is a top, a top 15 prospect in the organization. Anybody who tells you he's not is dumb. Now, Ronel Ravello is interesting because Ronel Ravello is a minor league free agent, and more than likely a different organization is going to sign him and give him a chance a la the A's with Nick Martini. I uh, won't believe cards are spending any big money and getting a big superstar until it actually happens. And I think, uh, Mr. Josh Brown, I believe that that is the, op the exact opposite, or the exact opposite. I'm an idiot. I'm so fucking stupid. Uh, that's the exact outlook that we all need to take. Let's wait and see it happen. Let's wait until it happens. Let's kind of be surprised when and if it happens. Uh, and that's not to me. That's not to disparage John Mazalak. It's just this is a very fiscally conservative, uh, not very fiscally conservative, but a fiscally proportionate organization that trumpets themselves this way, that have ran it successfully this way for many many years, uh, and continue to have winning records and continue to sell sell three million tickets. Doesn't matter how many people go to the stadium. It's about how many tickets they sell. So yeah, again. We all have reason, and it's logical, to be apprehensive about a big signing until it happens. Our favorite Colton Wong walk-off home run. Uh, is, uh, Mr. Jose, I want to say, somebody put that Jose Martinez question back up. Uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, so anyways, uh, Quinn asked a little while ago, if Waka stays healthy all season and has a 350 R80, do they think that we get an extension? I do not. If he gets like a 250 ERA, that, a 2.50 ERA, that could be interesting. Uh, again, we'll have to look at his FIP and his K per nine and all that stuff. Um, from Hooks Bear, uh, but I don't think that they're going to extend any pitcher. Hi, Kyle. Sorry I couldn't be here earlier. Hey, Cloud Kareem. Well, welcome. Is Jose Martinez traded? Is, if so, who to and who do we get in return? 
Uh, one thing I was saying in our little group chat is I do not believe that Jose Martinez will be traded. I just don't think that the value that he brings to the Cardinals organization from a cheap player to production standpoint will be able to be matched uh, by a team that would trade for him in the Cardinals books. And again, there's a certain thing about Yadier Molina uh, and maybe some sway that he has, and I just don't think Jose Martinez is going anywhere. Uh, so if he goes somewhere, and I'm also... Uh, I'm also not one of those people who think that he's just exclusively an American League player. Again, remember, J.D. Martinez, and again, he was traded at the deadline, played in the Arizona outfield for a while. So I think a team, if they really needed an upgrade, would look at J.D. Mar or look at Jose Martinez as a potential corner outfielder. But Tances just made Vasquez look like uh, anyone want a bottle of water. Speaking of water, hey, from Ferguson, how are you, my buddy? Mm. Uh, to you, sir. Now... I was thinking about this earlier, Ferg. I wanted to give you some... I'm going to raise my glass to Mr. Ferg for a second. By the way, that dude cuts trees, and I've done that uh, for the county, St. Louis County. It's not easy. It's hard work. But I'm raising my glass to you tonight, sir, because uh, you take some amazing pictures of the sunrise in the morning uh, and just the landscape. And I know you send them to the gentleman who does, like, Peoria's local uh, television. It's awesome stuff. I'm up at 5 a.m. I see those pictures. Uh, it brightens my day. To, to you, sir. That's the kind of shit that gets me geared up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I've been there. Uh, don't trade Jose, not biased, from Martinez Hooked. <laughs> Look, I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but, but but we'll see. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. Get some of that. Get some of that. I'm going to give you some of that, too. Because uh, I know you love that. It's not something I feel comfortable doing, but I know you love it, so I'm going to do it, brah. Um, let's see. Look, we, we've had a lot of stuff going on, and I did drink water just a second ago, which I hadn't done all night so far. Uh, so for those of you who stuck around for this, to you. Man, we've had some pretty intense talk. Um, which Cardinals don't return next year? So the there's there's three that are obvious, right? No Matt Adams, probably not Tyson Ross, probably not Bud Norris. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm hedging who's going to get traded, I would imagine Luke Weaver might be one of those guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully Greg Garcia or Brett Cecil is one of the other two. But, uh, you know, I, I see somebody say Carson Kelly, Iowa Neck. I think that's a smart move. I, I really do think Tyler O'Neill is going to get traded. And maybe that's because I'm emotionally preparing myself for it because I'm such a big fan of him. Uh, Victoria says she's stuck drinking water. Uh, sorry you couldn't have one of those uh, uh, seltzers that are spiked. Uh, but water is okay, right? You need to stay hydrated. Uh, I think Tyler O'Neill might be the guy. I think he has a lot of value uh, for other teams. And I don't necessarily know if he fits the Mike Schilt... Uh, 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 um, what Mike Schilt wants to do with the lineup. Somebody said Carson Kelly has no value. And again, I tweeted about this earlier in the week. You don't need to look any further than that Milwaukee versus Colorado series to see how valuable Carson Kelly still is. Now, he's not a valuable starting piece. You're not going to be able to trade him alone for a big upgrade. Uh, he doesn't carry, like, a weight prospect anymore. Hey, Lance Dance, my buddy Lance Dance. Adam Butler, I love you, buddy. Uh, he doesn't carry, like, top-of-the-line value anymore. But if you don't think that there's, like, he's on an upgrade over Tony Walters or Drew Brutera or uh, Arpina or maybe even Ianetta, like, or Eric Kratz, he's probably an upgrade over those. He still has value. The catching position is the toughest position in baseball. Catchers develop slower than every other position in baseball. Uh, and the Cardinals did him an injustice in his development in the first place. So... Uh, he might not have the value that was perceived two off-seasons ago, but he still has value. 
Uh, he did have value. We couldn't pull the trigger. Um, let's see. Kelly is 24 FFS. He's young. Yeah, so uh, we were talking in the little group chat about Zach, Callen, uh, Zach Collins, who is like a top 10 prospect for the White Sox, and, and Carson Kelly. Carson Kelly's 24. Zach Collins is 23. Now, Zach Collins has an advanced approach at the plate where he takes a lot of walks and hits like 15 to 20 home runs. Uh, he's not as polished defensively as Carson Kelly is, although Carson Kelly at the major leagues hasn't shown us exactly what a polished catcher looks like. Uh, but in the minors, he has. So, anyways, I, I just bring that up because it goes to 24 years old as a catcher. There's still plenty of life there. Uh, they are still injusticizing him. That's I say weird words, guys. I'm sorry. I'm calling it we trade Tyler O'Neill and he bashes 35 home runs next year. I'll call it. I'll say they trade Tyler O'Neill and he bashes 30. Uh, 2022, who's Cardinal starting catcher? Uh, it's uh, Kisner is uh, K-N... Uh, okay. K-N-I-N-Z-E-R. Uh, neither. Neither. It's in 20... Okay, so, wait. Yadier Molina has 2019, 2020... I'll say... So, Yadier Molina's contract ends in 2020. I'll say Yadier Molina is still the starting catcher in 2021. And I'll even say that he's on the 25-man roster in 2022. Uh, let's see. SEL cards providing MLB with outfield uh, since 2016. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 20, uh, that's, at least that's my own personal, personal opinion. Uh, K-N-I-N-Z-E-R. Uh, <laughs> not Yanu Molina. Get over it. Um, that's my own personal opinion. Uh, look, Yadier Molina is still producing better than I ever could have imagined right now. He's going to be okay that last year, and he's still going to get another year. Let's just refer to him as Andrew. A kid, as we call him. Dennis Ortega, offensive peak. Oh, man, I don't even know what Dennis Ortega's offensive peak is. I know that he's made a lot of strides offensively at the end of the Midwestern League season for Peoria. Uh, he still looks like a solid defensive catcher. Let's let's see what it looks like at Palm Beach, right? He's due for a regression in the Florida State League. Let's see where that little bit of gap power that he has goes. Uh, man, a peak? Uh, maybe... Something like Eric Fryer when Eric Fryer was hitting, just for a point of reference, something like that, more than likely. But again, some of these guys, especially catchers, because it takes them a little longer to develop because they have so much on their plate, they peak a little bit later. Uh, from Edwin Pavich, uh, Pavisic, which team in the playoffs would you want the cards to build themselves like? Well, you know, if you could do it without a complete rebuild, it'd be the Houston Astros. Look, they have speed, they have good defense, they have young, exciting players, they have good pitching. They're able to take and take from their organization to acquire guys like Justin Verlander. Without a doubt, it would be it would be that. Like that's exciting. It's exciting to follow guys from the beginning all the way through their major league journey. Um, it'd be the Astros, but I don't want them to do it while tanking. Tanking's bullshit. Uh, the Astros B-team bullpen is better than our A-team. Yeah, I saw somebody tweeting about that. Uh, a boy drinks the whiskey. A boy mispronounces names. Yeah, a girl. A girl drinks the whiskey. A girl mispronounces names. Who is the biggest prospect the Cardinals uh, get away in the last... Uh, the Cardinals... I don't know what that question is. Fryer will have a statue like Stan. Uh, who is the Cardinals' biggest prospect in the last 10 years? Oscar Tavares. Alex Reyes. Look, no prospect will be as big as Alex Reyes. Uh, Nolan Gorman might end up tracking in that direction, but Alex Reyes and, and Oscar Tavares are the two biggest. From Aaron Beck 14, why do big time free agents not want to come to St. Louis, Stanton Price, etc.? Well, you know, 
David Price wanted to come to St. Louis, just that he got paid like an extra $30 million, and he didn't. Hayward, the Cardinals swear up and down that they just knew that Hayward saw the young budding core in Chicago and went for it. Uh, after that, you know, everything else is kind of up in the air. I know they had to pay Dexter more to come here. I get that. Uh, but I, I think that's more of a narrative than it is anything else. Other than certain Central Division rivals, what team do you dislike the most? Look, I love baseball. I don't necessarily dislike any team. Uh, I'm not... Look, I love Stephen Piscotty, and I, Billy Bean's done revolutionized baseball, but I'm not a big A's fan just because the Coliseum is bullshit, and I think players should be able to play in something better than a sewage-backed-up shithole. Uh... Uh, Tampa Bay, the way that that whole organization is ran, kind of, kind of, kind of a run rather, uh, that kind of pisses me off. But other than that, I, I love baseball. I just, I love baseball. I don't have a problem with any other organization. I, I, I like baseball. The question was, who is the biggest prospect that is the one that got away for the Cards? Uh, none of them. I don't think the Cardinals have traded, like, mistraded any of their prospects. You know, Piscotti doesn't count. Gritchick doesn't count. Those guys don't count. The Cardinals are very good about the guys that they trade. Uh, Self-evaluation appears to be okay. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Rob Kaminsky. That's right. Uh, most likely franchise to relocate. I think most people would say Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay makes the most sense, but they're, apparently they're working on a new stadium agreement, so we'll see. Uh, James Ramsey. Look, Marco Gonzalez doesn't count either because I would still I would still do the Marco Gonzalez for Tyler O'Neill trade. Ooh, Dan Heron. Okay, so wait, look, let me take a step back. I if we're talking about like the entire history of the Cardinals, I'm not going to be able to help you out. Dan Heron's a great guest, uh, but you know even Dan Heron had exhausted his prospect eligibility status when he was traded, so he doesn't count. Uh, the correct answer was Red Sox. I don't hate the Red Sox. Sandy Alcantara. That was a good move. Now, Sandy might end up being a really solid bullpen piece uh, down the line, but there's no telling. Uh, Dan Heron did throw 88, but remember, when they traded him, he threw, like, 93. Zach Gallen. Coco Crisp. Oh, to Coco Crisp. Mm. I still think Zach Gallen is going to be a good number three or number four starter. Mark me down for that. Hopefully he stays healthy, and I can look like an asshole up somewhere down the line. Uh... All right, what else do we want to talk about? We were at the two-minute warning. Uh, I would be, it, it would be fair to call St. Louis a, a racially divided city. Uh, I don't know if how... Oh, Chris, so Chris Perez for Mark DeRosa, absolutely. That was a heist. But then Chris Perez lost his fucking mind and started smoking weed and talking out like a jackass. Kyle Bearclaw for Steve Ciszek. Yeah, the mistake that they made is that Matheny misused Steve Ciszek, and then they didn't resign Ciszek. But yeah, Bearclaw there for a while. Now Bearclaw's terrible. Um... St. Louis is an absolutely racially divided city. Uh, it's made headway a little bit in the last couple of years, but every time it does, it falls back. Uh, here's the thing about the Midwest. Midwesterners appear to be terrified, uh, by and large, of people that they don't look exactly alike. Uh, as a weird-looking white fella, I can tell you that... Especially, look, so the other thing about St. Louis and the racial divide is that St. Louis has a provincial divide. It, it's... Like, if you lived in South City, you're part of a group, and then you're not allowed to, like, let other people into that group. It's not even a matter of race at that point. Uh, St. Louis City is just little pockets of culture sitting next to each other that makes it hard for other pockets of culture to, like, 
commingle. And uh, that goes double for race, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so, I, but does it, does it stop them from luring free agents? Look, I don't believe it does. And the reason I don't believe it does is because any Major League Baseball player that signs with St. Louis is going to make millions and millions of dollars. And they're going to be able to live in the affluent neighborhoods and go wherever they want. And look, the only thing more divided than race in the world is, is finances. And uh, it doesn't matter what color you are, if you're making millions and millions of dollars, you're part of the club. And uh, so, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. And I don't think that that's going to stop people. I think what stops, like, what stops a guy from, like, Giancarlo Stanton from coming here is it just doesn't have the nightlife. It just doesn't have, like, you know, part of my language, the pussy factory, which is what I think it is. I don't think it was about his brand so much as it was uh, just getting that, that, that strange. Kyle, thank you so much for everything. We love you. Hey, to you, Mr. Rabbit, thank you for being here. Uh, and we had David Peralta. Yeah, yeah, uh, starting pitcher David Peralta. Uh, will Matheny, with Matheny gone, will more free agents want to come here? I do think that that has a little something to do with it. But again, one of the things that we lose track of is that Matheny was very well liked in the clubhouse. And sure, like Matheny and Yachty had that weird thing, and that's part of the reason why I think Yachty has a lot of sway about what actually happens. Also, uh, as Mr. Jason Hicks is here, I think that's part of the reason why Jordan was allowed to be a part of the 25-man from the get-go. I think Yadier Molina put a bug in someone's ear, and it happened. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not always a good thing either. I think in a lot of cases it is. Uh, but I bring it up because I just don't, like, our view of Mike Matheny is not the same as other people's view of Mike Matheny. Uh, and I think because of Jason Hayward and the way that that all went down, we kind of assumed that Mike Matheny had a bad rap with players, but ultimately Mike Matheny's a player manager, right? So I, I think it plays a little part, but not a huge part. Can anyone really prove that, though? Yeah. Uh, Yaddy wants Brad Hand, but he didn't get... Look, Brad Hand is a... What a menace Brad Hand is. God, what a beast. Uh, could no John Mabry also be a reason? I hope so. Uh, really enjoyed the pad from 17 Dudes. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Again, so we're at the two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. Get your questions in. Get your comments in. Get your thoughts. Uh, we're at the end of our little our little shindig here. Uh, so we're down to one of our last two. As you guys know, with this last toast, with the second to last toast here, I raise my glass to you, all of the pad people, Prospects After Dark. Look, if you're still here, starting next week, we're going to start selling hooded uh, t-shirts. Uh, we're going to start selling Prospects After Dark hoodies. They're going to be like 28 bucks, 29 bucks. It's going to be through Teespring. You're going to have like 10 days to get them just like last time. I hope you buy them. I'm going to buy one. Take weird pictures. Uh, Casey Cards fans, that dude went to fucking Europe with the Prospect After Dark shit. So, second to last cheers goes to my pad people. You're the best. Blue's final point. Oh, man, I'm, I'm Matt, Matt Records. I'm not going to be able to help you out there. Um, let's see, would you be able to have fun with Brittany Fam? She looks a lot like Tommy. Yeah, I mean, only if Tommy joined in. Good price for a hoodie. Uh, my phone is about to die. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much for being here. We love you. Uh, hooded t-shirts next up. God, I'm such an asshole. Yeah, hooded sweatshirts, and I think t-shirts are going to be part of the campaign in case you didn't get one. Uh, let's see, do the card sign trade for a starting pitcher? I do not think, uh, look... I think they sign a starting pitcher. I think the starting pitcher is Adam Wainwright. And I think they bring in their cluster of nine or ten guys in, all with the ability to start and uh, see where it goes from there. Uh, but hoodies for sure. Uh, remember when Carp watched this? Yeah. Look, so the thing you guys need to know is it's not just Carp that tunes into this thing. Like, we've had... Um, uh, look, I'm not going to drop names. That's stupid. But we've had a lot of players come into this thing. Minor leaguers, major leaguers. We've had media people in here. Uh, there might have been a time when I told Mark Saxon to fuck off when he was in here. Um, but we, we've had people come in. 
so you're part of a community. You're part of the baseball community. It's great. Can we get pad man thongs for a friend's B-Day? That'd be awesome. Drop names in league chat later, okay? No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, name drop, sir, do it. I'm not going to do that. So, uh, the, uh, drop names. What minor league free agents could the cards turn into something special? Drake, man, I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. You know, Rangel Ravello had a good turn. He might re-sign with the Cardinals. I don't think it happens. I think I'll look for an opportunity elsewhere, uh, especially after Luke Voigt got traded somewhere and was dynamite. Uh, so, let's see. So happy I had tonight off. Yeah, me too, Kendra. Thank you so much for being here. You were fantastic. Uh, keep bringing your, your comic book takes on Twitter, too. I need that. I need that bad. Not enough baseball and comic intersection here. Uh, when are we getting shirts with your face on it? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, should they bring back Tony Cruz? Yeah, yeah. I want them to bring back uh, Naboa as the, 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 the translator. Uh, where can I, you order a hoodie from Tom uh, T. Don Smith for starting next week? You'll be able to find them through both myself and Cardinals Gifts Twitter account, uh, through Birds on the Black Twitter account. It'll be on the Birds on the Black website and through Teespring. Uh Percentage chance that Machado is signed by the Cardinals. I'll go with uh, the lovely and talented Craig Mish's 20 or 25%, who has also watched the show. Uh, I'm always down for comic book talk. That's right. Uh, so for everybody, again, you know how I do this. I do the rundown. There isn't a group of people that I feel more privileged to be a part of. Uh, again, the two birds on a bat family aside, uh, uh, that great podcast. Uh, with Mo's algorithm and Brendan Schaefer, I, that's great. But the the where I feel like the the money maker is it, my my family at Birds on the Black. Uh, again, Stu Siles, who went nearly the entire season. Uh, I think we only had like one game that he didn't do, and someone else did it because he was at the Cardinal game. Stu Styles, who does the game recaps, uh, Cards Gifts, and Nicholas Childress, who do the amazing amazing media for our site. Uh, Gifts sends out the newsletter, which I love. Uh, Tara Wellman, Chuck Bronson, uh, Brownson, uh, Alex Crisofoli, Eric Manning, uh, Dennis, whose last name I refuse to acknowledge, uh, hashtag Dennis, Cards Cards, who is on sabbatical. Uh, I, I know I said it, I'm going to say her name one more time. The lovely and talented and incomparable Tara Wellman, who is uh, so immensely talented that I, there'll be a day when we'll all say, oh, we did not appreciate how talented she was when she's on national television all over the place. Um, uh, again, I, I, God, I feel like I beat the drum and it almost sounds so self-deprecating, but I mean it when I say that I am the least talented of that entire group. Uh, and, uh, but you know, honestly, like in our little group chat between Graham and Ryan Fisher and, and Mo's algorithm and uh, all the guys that like, I'm the least talented person here. I'm just an asshole who can talk into a camera for long enough and squints and makes a joke. But I bring that up because to my birds on the black family, I love you guys. Uh, we're about ready to get into our one year anniversary at Birds on the Black and I just want to say thank you so much to everyone uh, for tuning in and being a part of it because uh, you're why we do it again I don't view myself as the host of PAD I view myself as the custodian of PAD this is your show so to you, to Birds on the Black, to PAD uh, I love you to Game of Thrones White Walker look at this stuff, it's beautiful put it in the freezer, drink it, it's sweet it's not bad at all Ah, that's all I have. I have nothing else. Nothing at all. I'm done. I'm finished. Bon fin, as the French would say. Uh, Café du monde to my cousin Charlie if he's watching. Uh, I will be in L.A. this weekend with my brother Michael. Uh, I love my brother Michael more than any human being on earth. I can't wait to see him. Can't wait to be in L.A. And uh, that's really all I have. So 
Uh, again, Quinn, everyone who's saying goodbye, I love all of you. Uh, how about this? Something I haven't said in a long time to our buddy Eric Thomas, who I love, who's coaching or who, who's teaching a class right now to some college students. Uh, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance, the resistance, the resistance uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black. I'm Kyle Reese. I'm your host, Cardinals Gifts, who makes this worth doing. Uh, Cardinals Gifts, a real quick antidote here at the end. Cardinals Gifts and I went back and watched parts of the first couple episodes of Prospects After Dark. If you're looking for something fun to do, go back and watch this fucking guy talk nonsense into a camera to like 15 people, uh, 15 people who are still here, by the way. You guys are the fucking best. Um, anyways, from that to this is incredible. So... And that only happens because of Cardinals Gifts urging. Uh, you guys, you'll never understand how amazing that man is. Uh, so, again, for everybody at Birds on the Black, I'm Kyle Reese. If you watch this, you are part of the resistance. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, it's yours. Uh, as always, have a great evening. Go Cardinals. Let's have a fun off season, And happy hunting. <laughs>